Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Rome Business Radio. This is the Hardy Realty Show. And as always, we are broadcasting from our Hardy Realty studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. And on our show this month for Hardy Realty, uh, we've got a great guest. We've got Sarah Husser from Cancer Navigator. She joins us. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And our representative from Hardy Realty is Molly Steves. Hi, Molly. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How is everybody doing? Fantastic. Doing well. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as I as I told you in our little preamble, this is just a conversation. It is not an interview. So chime in. Uh, I don't have to steer the whole thing here. It's like we're at a cocktail party minus the cocktails, and we're just we're just we're just chatting about cancer navigators and how important it is to our community. So, Sarah, it's my understanding you are in charge of fundraising and outreach. Uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about the organization itself and your role there. Absolutely. Um, Cancer Navigators is celebrating its 15th year um, this year. So um, we're very excited and, of course, could not have done it without the community support. Hardy Realty has um, been supporting us for years. And uh, we provide free resources and services to cancer patients in northwest Georgia and in northeast Alabama. And it's a a variety of services from counseling to liquid nutrition, um, transportation assistance. We have um, wigs, caps, hats. Um, We do Treats. We have a weekly support group. So we try to be there to help patients with mind, body, and spirit. And um, so it's, we have a lot of services that um, we provide patients, and we want to make sure that no one journeys through cancer alone. And so we are here with them along that journey. So there's a, obviously the medical treatment that goes on, but you basically are trying to fill in all the other gaps to help somebody along. Absolutely. That is exactly what we're doing. And your role in outreach and fundraising means what? Yes, I am the fundraising and outreach coordinator. So um, before COVID, I was out and about in the community speaking to different groups, um, making sure that they know um, about Cancer Navigators and what we do. Um, We, of course, also reach out and work closely with the medical community um, because a lot of referrals um, come from the medical community, and that's how patients find out about us. And then the fundraising. So from events to the individual donations to corporate um, to writing grants, um, I do a a variety of of fundraising efforts so that um, we can continue to provide these services. Well, we will, we will dive more in depth in some of that in a, in a couple of minutes. I know we've got some events coming up this weekend, but Molly circling around to you now by day and night and weekends, you are a real estate agent for Hardy Realty. Right. I started to say by day. day. 24 hour a day job. And then that's what makes it fun. Uh, Especially right now with the way that industry is going, but what is your relationship with cancer navigators and how did you get involved? Yes. So um, I actually served on the board of cancer navigators. It's my first year. So um, it has been a delight to see what they've done for our community. Um, you know, most of us know somebody who's been affected by cancer um, and it's something that's very close in my, you know, something that's in, in my family um, as well. And so I first heard Sarah talk about cancer, cancer navigators at um, Garden Club before COVID. And I thought it was just a really neat thing. And um, somebody asked us or asked me if I would like to serve on the board and it was no, you know, I had to say yes. And so um, it's unbelievable what they do. Well, and here we are. 
And because of that and your involvement, you are the Hardy representative on this month's Hardy Realty podcast. Um, and I like to step back every now and then and just sing Hardy's praises a little bit because uh, this embarrasses Jimmy Byers a little bit. But, <laughs> but you know, Hardy Realty uses its podcast to celebrate the good things going on in Rome and Floyd County. And uh, we could do a podcast where we talk about all the homes for sale. And we certainly that's the business. But just the fact that Hardy is so entrenched in the community in a positive way and they want to celebrate all the other good things. So as always, hats off to Hardy Realty. And Hardy is, of course, our studio sponsor for all the shows we do here. Um, uh, events, Sarah, a couple, couple of big ones kind of coming up this weekend. You mentioned it's the 15th anniversary of Cancer Navigators. So you're having a virtual run. Is that correct? Yes, we so, are having a virtual race. People can run, walk, hike, bike, paddle, however they choose to participate. <laughs> so, so that's the thing where you, you sign up and you have an entry fee and the entry fee amounts to a donation. Absolutely. And um, we've got t-shirts and medals for the racers. And on our website, cancernavigatorsga.org, we have links to the registration website, but registration is open until this Sunday. Um, People can sign up and then they can choose their location when they want to participate in the virtual race. Okay. Now, is this, has this been going on forever as something uh, not virtual and became virtual because of the pandemic or is this a new thing? It actually started last year, and it was something that our our previous chair had been wanting to do for years. And so we we launched it last February, so before COVID. And um, so it, it it worked out very well last year. And then we decided to just continue it this year and give people that flexibility. Also, people who are not located in our area, it, it's easy for them to sign up and participate. You know, that's interesting as we've adjusted, as everybody has lived through the pandemic and coming out the other end now, hopefully, finally, businesses have adjusted. And um, but there's some things I think that may continue, Uh, like, for example, moving forward, you mentioned people out of town can participate perhaps next year. You do the actual race in person, but you also uh, can offer a virtual option because you know what I mean? Um, Oh, yes. I've been hearing a lot about hybrid events so that people are able to choose. And we we definitely believe in that. That's actually how we are meeting patients right now. If they want to us to talk to them over the phone or we have a socially distant space where we can meet them in person or we can do Zoom. So it's it's really just become a way of life across the board. Right. So it's, it's just interesting to watch people and businesses and nonprofits. Uh, react and finding the the good things that we can that we, we can kind of carry with us like restaurants pop in mind that never had drive-throughs but <laughs> now they're seeing drive-through revenue and they're going to keep their drive-throughs and, 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 and bring folks back to all right you've got another uh, event the daisy drop tell us all about the daisy drop Yes, and this is an in-person event on Sunday is actually National Cancer Survivors Day. Uh, June is National Cancer Survivors Month, and Sunday is the day. And so we are having our annual daisy drop. We were not able to have it um, in person last year, so we're glad to be having it this year. But we are are being cautious, and instead of having a set time when everyone has to be there, it is going to be this Sunday. People can drop by between 3 and 4 at the Chief uh, John Ross Pedestrian Bridge by the Town Green. I'll be set up on the courtyard courtyard by Marriott side with daisies, and people can just come during that hour to get daisies, and they can drop them in the river in honor or in memory of loved ones affected by cancer. And um, we've also found not it, it's kind of a healing event too. We have found some people it just really gives them peace to come to this event, and so we wanted to make sure that we we were able to have it this year. 
Well, and that's a pretty part of town, and it incorporates the river. And is there any special significance to using daisies? No, it, there's not. We um, they they started this, I guess, about ten years ago, and that's what came to mind. And uh, Dr. Matt Mumber, um, the radiation oncologist who um, founded Cancer Navigators, he actually wrote a poem about this, and it has about the daisies and connects the event with the poem. And um, it it's definitely beautiful seeing those daisies um, fall into the river. And for people that are not comfortable um, coming, you know, getting with other people and um, or cannot attend Sunday, we are letting people come by Friday afternoon and they're welcome to pick up daisies and hold their own special daisy drop and they can tag us on Facebook and and share that they they are having the that they are participating so we're given that option as well and this is not a fundraiser this is just to come and see you and you get a daisy and correct it the event is free there is no charge for the daisies um so and and I'm sorry you you mentioned this but how long has the daisy drop gone on it has been going on for about 10 years Gotcha. So you you just you just happen to have a couple of events going on this weekend uh, because of the month, I guess, and and June the significance yes. of June the sixth. But what are some other things, perhaps, that you do year round to try to raise awareness or raise funds, um, things like that? Well, this year, with it being our 15th year, we've launched a 15 for 15 monthly giving program. So people can sign up to give $15 for 15 months and they can do it on our website or we can do it by check, however they prefer. But that is one program we're launching. And then we also have a wreath auction that happens in November and we were able to have it last year. We were able to do a lot of it uh, online and then some in person so that we were able to work within the the current circumstances. And so we plan to have it again this year. And then um, we always, we're we're very fortunate that um, that people are giving kind gifts. We have a lot of people that bring us um, the wigs. We have tons of wigs and they'll make blankets for us and hats and, um, and donate supplies. They'll have donation drives um, for us. So we are always willing to work with people. Birthday fundraisers have been a big thing. We have been very fortunate that people have um, wanted to make us their, their, celebrate us during their birthday. And so we are happy to work with anyone who um, wants to raise money for us and and we'll work with them. Well, Molly, you said you just started on the board. What is, what is the board? What is the person on the board of directors? What are your responsibilities? (laughs) Well, um, Sarah can probably answer this better than me because I've been to two meetings, but um, Well, I guess, I guess one of the things we know is you attend meetings. (laughs) Yes, we have socially distanced meetings um, at Floyd Medical Center in the Stunkel boardroom. And um, um, Sarah gives her updates. And we also come up with ideas of other ways to where to raise awareness and other ways to um, do some fundraising ideas. So there's a lot of um, bantering, bantering back and forth, great ideas, great folks, um, and hear all the wonderful things that Cancer Navigators um, are doing. So it's a pleasure. What, what, is, uh, what is your background? Are you a Rome native? I am from Rome. Um, my family has been here um, since around the 1840s. Um, parents were high school sweethearts. I actually lived in, um, in Dallas, Texas growing up until high school, and um, we moved to moved back to Rome. Um, and then I, after graduating, went off to college, um, had a career um, traveling around the world doing um, events at sporting events, um, and then came back to Rome in 2016 when our daughter was six months old. Um, 
just kind of wanted to take a step back and, and being around family. And so, um, that's just a little bit about me. <laughs> well, and there's, there's, there's something to be said about Rome, right? Um, quality of life and organizations like cancer navigators, but just the quality of life in general. Absolutely. And we we're actually seeing a lot of that right now, but post COVID or as we or we're still within COVID, a lot of folks are moving back. And so that's one of the reasons why we are so busy. Um, folks that lived in Atlanta or not far away now can work from home and go into the city for a meeting once a week. So um, I think after this last year, we've had everybody I know I feel this way. I'm so thankful for Rome, Georgia. And, um, you know, during this time of uh, when we kind of had to hunker down to be in such a beautiful place. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Sarah, like, I, I guess people on your board are, are, are people like Molly, just <laughs> Romans who want to be involved in the community and, and help and raise profile for organizations like yours. Tell me what kind of support you get, not only from the business world, but individuals. Yes, we have a fantastic board. And um, as Molly said earlier, unfortunately, everyone is affected by cancer. Everyone knows someone and has someone close to them um, who has been affected by cancer. So um, our board members and, of course, many of our supporters have either um, had cancer and are cancer survivors or they've had a loved one that's had cancer. They've been caregivers. We also have oncologists on the board and those that are in the uh, medical community and healthcare providers. Um, so we have a, a great representation on the board. And um, those that just know that the, the challenges that cancer brings when you have perfect circumstances, and then when you do not have anyone, um, you know, you, you have no family here, or um, you are, you know, you're struggling financially, and then you get this diagnosis, and um, they really want to be there and, and help these people along this journey. And, and we try to, we say we try to provide relief, hope, and, um, and ensure no one journeys through cancer alone, because um, it, it is difficult in the very best of circumstances. And we see people with unfathomable circumstances every day. And unfortunately, many times cancer is not the main issue. They are dealing with multiple issues. And this cancer diagnosis is on top of all of it. Um, so we, we try to be there and help them. How has your fundraising and outreach been affected through COVID? We have been very fortunate. Um, we were we did have a drop. Our um, fundraiser last year, like I said, we couldn't da- do the Daisy Drop last year, and it was held in conjunction with um, Cast Off Against Cancer, which was a big fundraising event we had done. So um, we did take a hit because we were not able to have that event. However, we were very lucky that our donors continued to support us and come through, and, and we were able to re- remain financially stable throughout the challenging year and, and get grants and we were able to have the wreath fundraiser. And so we, we are very thankful that, um, that people continue to support us. What is, what is your personal background? I, I'm actually from Calhoun. So I'm from Northwest Georgia and I went to the university of Georgia and go my dogs. degrees in, yes, go <laughs> dogs. My degree is in public relations. Um, I met my husband. Um, we were both at the university of Georgia and I met him there and he was actually from Cedartown. And so we, um, he, he moved to Rome a couple of years before we got married and I moved here when we got married and we're in between both grandparents, which has worked um, wonderfully with two, having two children and we have, um, we've, we've just loved it. And it's, it's been such a great community to be a part of. 
Well, I guess that's funny that Calhoun and Cedartown. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Convergent Rome. <laughs> the, 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 the greater Rome metropolitan area. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of funny because we met we met on a bus, Georgia, Florida weekend. But um, he there's a picture of him and his high school yearbook at a Calhoun at a, at a game. So there's no telling how many times our paths cross before we actually met. <laughs> Which Georgia, Florida game was it? Which Georgia, Florida year? <laughs> it, it was, um, let's see, it was 2001. Oh, you guys are just babies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we never won. When we were in college, Georgia never won. We always were defeated. <laughs> oh, you guys are just babies. S- some of us, could, you know, remember when coach Dooley was beating Florida all the time. And, uh, <laughs> And, you know, maybe Kirby's going to return that. <laughs> yes, we ha- we're hopeful. Uh, he's, he's done a fair, he's done a fine job. Um, anyway, I'm digressing into football. But so your degree was in public relations, but how long have you been with Cancer Navigators? I mean, what, did you do anything in between? Yes, I did. So um, my degree's in public relations, which has been great because you can kind of choose which direction you want to go with that degree. And I have pretty much been in the nonprofit arena um, since I graduated from college. I have worked for two chambers of commerce and then for nonprofits the remainder of the time. And so I have done a lot of um, fundraising and outreach um, over the past 18 years. And um, then I have been with Cancer Navigators. In July, it will be three years. Okay. And I asked those questions. I I mentioned to you guys before we started, one of the things that's interesting to me doing Rome Business Radio is some people kind of find their calling and they do this, you know, they do a job or the career for 50 years, but some people don't. Um, Like Molly, how long have you been a realtor since you moved back to Rome? Um, actually COVID, um, is the reason I'm a realtor. Um, I did, um, when we moved back to Rome, I actually got to work from home, um, and then travel around the world and do events. So I kind of had two lives, um, which was kind of fun, but also a little weird. Um, but when COVID hit, um, I had been planning an event at the Olympics for the last four years and was supposed to spend last summer in Tokyo. And as we know, that didn't happen. And the type of events that I did were for C-level executives. And so those things kind of been put on pause for a while um, with travel bans and also um, just the optics of corporate event planning. So um, I'm not one to sit around very much. Um, Anybody who knows me knows I just can't sit still. So I decided to get my real estate license and came to work for Hardy Realty in December. So and it has been so much fun. Um, it's a lot like event planning. It's working with people. You have a purpose. You're helping folks. Um, there's a beginning and an end. And um, it's just been great. Well, so. So, so from the business perspective, you're an example of somebody who has technically kind of switched careers, but you're using a lot of the same skill set. Exactly. I spell COVID P-I-V-O-T pivot because <laughs> it's been the year of the pivot. And so... How could I do? I loved what I do and I love what I'm doing now. And it's basically the same thing. It's just a different genre. So, well, it's, and I know I'm digressing again, but uh, I have a lot, my background is in television sports and I've done a lot of Olympic work. I've been to six continents um, mm-hmm. in, in my lifetime, some professionally, some personally. So I'm, I'm curious about your Olympic work. Like, can you tell me who you were working for? Uh, I can, I, I, I'm not going to say who my client was. It was Fortune 100. Um, there we go client in the, um, in the financial world. Okay. So, um, but, um, I just prefer to keep that, um, under wraps still, but yes, very high level, um, very small numbers. 
Um, but love to have a cup of coffee with you and talk to you about uh, even more. We probably have some folks uh, that we know. Yeah, I was going to say probably, probably <laughs> a lot. Because I plan events on five continents. I haven't. I'm not up to six yet. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Antarctica is on my bucket list. <laughs> um, Just go in the summertime. Uh, yeah, I guess. But but <laughs> a lot of the travel was I spent. Uh, I was at the 2000 Olympics in Sydney. Um, mm-hmm. I've been to. Um, I, I was. Did in, you do London? I did not do London. I did Rio. Okay. Um, okay. I did Vancouver. But then some of the other travels have been sports-related. I went to Japan with the Atlanta Falcons many years ago for a preseason football game. Um, I went to Africa on a church mission trip. So I've you know I've been to Europe several times, and I went to the Middle East with a bunch of college football coaches visiting troops. Um, so the, the the beauty of the professional career, if you find one that is passionate to you, sometimes you can see a lot of things you never would see. So, Absolutely. Um, and then, but I love Rome too. Um, you know, that's always the, the, the Mayberry feel of coming home and knowing a hundred people and more than, you know, knowing millions of people in a small town. Um, so sorry to have digressed and have gotten away from the mission here, which is cancer navigators. And it's interesting, Sarah, when you were telling us off the top of the show here, uh, you know, I asked you to describe what cancer navigators does. It's literally in the name. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you, absolutely. Let, you help people navigate through. So. So how does the process work? Uh, do you reach out to, to, to patients? Do they reach out to you? Both. Um, if we receive referrals from their health care provider, then we reach out to the patient and we will tell them about our services and talk to them. We actually have patient navigators who are licensed clinical social workers who talk to them and see how all we can help them. Because in addition to the services I mentioned, there's also patient grants. If they've worked in a certain industry, there may be funding for them to help with these expenses and they may be able to provide to apply for different grants um, for specific funding based on their diagnosis, their work history. And so our navigators talk to each patient and come up with a plan and see how we can help them help them best. And um, then if, if patients come up, if they have just heard word of mouth from us, then they can, you know, come to our office and give us a call and we'll make an appointment for them to meet with the patient navigator. So it really depends on how they end up in our office as to how we how we serve them, whether we reach out to them or they're the ones reaching out to us. And how does the organization handle it with the, you know, the privacy of somebody's personal medical situation? Uh, How do you, how do you navigate that? Yes. So we, we obey all HIPAA, HIPAA protocol. We, we, we definitely, and of course, we we have to be um, very careful. We have, specific, you know, certain volunteers and everybody that's in the office. Um, we have to make sure that they um, understand that privacy. And so, all of our patients, whenever um, we talk to them in the very beginning, if it's in person, they're given the forms to sign that um, we can review their medical records, and 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 we do all of that and make sure that we have. Um, we, we have th- their permission. And then if we talk to them over the phone, then, um, and if they're not comfortable coming into the office to meet with somebody, then we can mail them um, the paperwork and they can bring it by. Or if they're in the cancer center while they're here, that we can get the paperwork to them. So we do obey all, all of those, um, all the privacy laws. Right, so what would be an example of something that um, you've, you've provided that, you know, it would not even be on somebody's somebody's front of mind of what might be needed. Like you mentioned, transportation. 
yes. but, but what are some other things that, that we may not know people need uh, that you well, guys help to you, do? You can probably imagine counseling is a tremendous need. It yeah. is one that has really increased since 2019. Our counselor has been with the organization from the beginning and she was part-time. She was 20 hours a week. She had her own practice. And so this was just a part-time position. And then in 2019, we started seeing a significant increase in the number of counseling patients. And then in 2019, we had like five, over 500 um, counseling sessions. Well, with COVID last year, we had, I think it was 842 counseling sessions. Wow! So it has grown tremendously. Our, um, our counselor is still considered part-time, but I would say she definitely works full-time. She left her private practice in 2019 so that she could be more available um, to us. So, and she really wants to to talk to everyone that needs her. Um, but that that has been a great a great need. And then our support group on Fridays, um, we have a support group every Friday. And then one thing that people may not know about is. As we say, we're here for the entire journey. When um, patients finish their treatment, we have an I Thrive program that is for survivors. It is based on on the internet. It's, it's just a program that you log into, but it gives you different tips each day to get you for exercise, for um, your diet. It will even help monitor your medications. So it offers a lot of different resources once um, patients are no longer getting their treatment, coming to the cancer center is to help to get them back on their feet and um, decrease recurrence. Yeah. Well, as, as Molly mentioned, you mentioned too, everybody, I mean, it's such an insidious disease that, uh, you know, everybody knows somebody. Um, hopefully we're making strides medically, scientifically to battle that. Are, are we, do y'all, do you have any, how, how are we different now medically than we maybe were 20 years ago? Well, uh, one of our social workers actually came from a hospice background, and um, she has said many times that there have been patients that 20 years ago, uh, when she was in, in hospice, you would have not thought that they would have had a chance to survive or to live this long. And so she has said that in the 20 years, it's amazing to see the progress that they've made. And um, you don't count someone out. You give them the opportunity to fight and survive. And so that's what that is what we try to do. We try to give them that transportation assistance so that they can get to treatments to fight. The liquid nutrition, you know, a lot of people don't don't think a whole lot about it, but it's a lifesaver. When patients cannot eat, they're not able to get those nutrients, then they're not able to get their treatments. Um, and so they need those fluids. And so we're able to provide them the liquid nutrition so that they continue can continue to um, get their treatment and hopefully decrease um, their chances of hospitalization. So our goal is to to give everyone that equal opportunity to fight and increase their chances of survival. Yeah. One, one of the things that's interesting from my generation, it was like the generation above me did not know the hazards of smoking. Yes. Uh, but my generation was kind of raised being aware of that. So I've never even, it never even dawned on me. You know, I know people smoke and, uh, but at least the, the evidence is out there. The education is available to, for people to understand that, you know, my father is 84. Um, and never smoked, but his he he had three brothers who all had lung cancer, who all had smoked, um, and 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 died younger than they should have. Um, so so some of it is some of it is current health and nutrition, but some of it's also just being aware of the things we expose ourselves to. So 
thankfully strides have been made there as well as i as i as i rail against the tobacco companies here <laughs> on Rome business radio but um absolutely and we also in addition to the liquid nutrition we do referrals to the local food pantry so we're able to refer cancer oh. patients to the food pantry and um they are amazing to work with and such a wonderful resource and during covid um they and, and they still for several they are delivering food to our patients homes those that really struggle to get transportation, they are making sure that they get their their nutrition. Um, so you guys really literally, uh, you you fill in the gaps. Um, Absolutely. I, I said that off the top of the show, but you fill in the gaps. And and if, if there's one unforeseen, you'll jump in and try to fill in that gap. And you'll refer and you'll work with other organizations yes. and all that. That's just great. Yes. That's just great. So how, how can people get involved or, or donate regularly? We've touched on some of these or get involved. Let's review the, the events this weekend and just year round help and what, what people can do. Absolutely. Well, this weekend, Sunday, June 6th is our deadline to register for our virtual race. And um, they can go to our website, cancernavigatorsga.org to register. We also have our daisy drop that is in person this Sunday, June 6th. Stop by between three and four at the town green, the uh, the bridge that's right there, and I'll be handing out daisies. If you can't come and you are um, near the cancer center on Friday, you can stop by the cancer navigator's office to go ahead and pick up daisies to hold your own special daisy drop. We are located in the Harbin Clinic Cancer Center. We're located on the third floor, and so we are we are very convenient um, here for patients. Um, our phone number is seven zero six five zero nine. 5040. And the website again is cancernavigatorsga.org, where we have uh, information on all the events as well as how to get involved and how to support Cancer Navigators. Um, on our website, we have the, the multiple ways uh, to volunteer as well as um, to donate in kind or monetary donations. Well, yeah, that was the other thing I was going to mention. You probably need volunteers too. It's not just uh, all about dollars, you need people. Yes, absolutely. And we are happy if, if people only have, sometimes it's just for, you know, one day we will work with their schedule. And if, if they're good at other things, whether it be grant writing, social media, that type of thing, I'm always happy to, um, to look outside and see what expertise people can, can give us. As I told Molly when, when she joined the board, you know, you can always be doing better. And um, so there is so much, there's so much that can be done, especially in a fundraising perspective. So I welcome people's ideas and insight. Okay. And Molly, um, contact information for you. Let's, t- let's talk business here. Hardy Realty, buying and selling houses. Somebody wants to buy or sell a house. Molly, how do they get a hold of you? I would love to help them. My phone number is 706-506-4105. And the main line at Hardy Realty is 706-291-4321. And um, Sarah, thank you so much for all you do at Cancer Navigators. Uh, We have had several folks at Hardy been affected um, personally or their families um, with cancer. And so we are um, very much uh, glad to be a part um, of Cancer Navigators. Thank you. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. This was a great conversation. Good luck with the events this weekend, Sarah. Um, I, I hope there's a lot of daisies. I don't know how you how you inventory your daisies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really don't know either. I, I'm having to speak florist talk. And so I'm, I'm told that <laughs> it's what we've done in the past. <laughs> well, I hope to, I hope to see a lot of daisies floating down the Oostanala River. 
on on Sunday afternoon, and and uh, good luck with the virtual race and all your other fundraising, the fifteen for fifteen, and and uh, uh, things like that. Thank you so much for all that you do, and and Molly, on behalf of uh, Hardy, thanks for all that you guys do uh, to support the community. Um, this has been great. Thank y'all so much for joining us. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. This has been the Hardy Realty Show, broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thanks for listening.